Hi, it's Mark Bittman, and welcome to Food. As always, you can email us at food at markbittman.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from you and we'll reply. You also might visit the new markbittman.com website, which we're very proud of. Up to 400 recipes posted and more every single day. Looks fabulous. Looking up recipes, searching for recipes could not be easier. You can print them just by pressing print. Um, you can cook from them. Your phone or your iPad or whatever you're using will not go dark. There's a special cook mode. It's really, we're very proud of this site. It's really great. This week, you will find my little rant about coffee and how to make decent coffee anywhere, more or less anywhere, and a um, piece about featuring vegetables. Please remember, too, to subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts and rate us highly, of course. And do also consider subscribing to our email newsletter, The Bitman Project, at either bitmanproject.com or markbitman.com. You'll find the place to subscribe when you check out the site. We have an interesting guest today. I'll be back in a sec. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Manny's and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Have you ever bought something, owned something that really inspired you to up your game? A tennis racket, a new pair of running shoes, a new piece of cooking equipment that made you just want to cook your brains out? I know that when I first started cooking on induction burners, I just couldn't stop. It was so much fun. When we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. Some of the features that are available on this car include dynamic sky panorama glass roof, front row massaging seats, you know you want that, available 33-inch all-terrain tires, which you will want when you check out the multi-terrain select. These are really great features, the kind of features that will make you proud and happy to own a Lexus GX. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. We're all drinking more water these days, and we're all concerned that we're drinking safe, clean, unpolluted water. Yet, according to our friends at the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in the United States have harmful contaminants in their tap water. That's why it's worth checking out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage 
reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. They remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and are specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, you know, those forever chemicals, in your water supply. PFAS, by the way, is found in almost 45% of U.S. tap water. AquaTrue has water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. Their proprietary purification technology is independently tested to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAS, nitrates, and many, many others. The filters are affordable and long-lasting, and they do not need changing every two or three months like so many others. They last from six months to up to two years. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water, less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you won't be buying bottled water, and it'll save the environment from tons of single-use plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and makes a great gift. Today, listeners to Food with Mark Bittman receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com, that's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com, and enter code Bittman at checkout. For 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier, go to AquaTrue.com and use the promo code Bittman, B-I-T-T-M-A-N. I read this piece about tofu by this guy, George Stiffman, I don't know, two or three weeks ago. And I said to Kate, read this piece. We have to have this guy on. The piece was about how George is originally from the Twin Cities in Minnesota, spent a bunch of time in China and became enamored of tofu, went to work. I mean, you'll hear all of this in the interview, but the piece just talked about tofu in ways I'd never seen anyone talk about it. It's such a cool piece. We are linking to it on the site and in the show notes from this podcast. You should check it out. You'll learn a lot from listening to us talk with George. I probably know twice as much about tofu as I did before, and I know something about tofu. So he's also got a book. George has a book called Broken Cuisine, Chinese Tofu, Western Cooking, and A Hope to Save the Planet. And his website is also called Broken Cuisine and has some really cool links, especially for those of you who live in New York or Los Angeles. There are some wonderful tofu resources there. Anyway, George... When he was very young, when vegan and started on his tofu journey, he describes his initial resentment of the vegan movement and how he saw being vegan as having three main options, what he calls subtractive vegetarianism, that is like ham and cheese sandwiches with no ham, substitutive vegetarianism, that is meat-based dishes with plant-based proteins like fake meat, and traditional vegetarian like hummus, falafel, peanut butter and jelly, and of course, tofu. This sent him down a rabbit hole. As I said, he wound up living in China. Uh, He cooked in Buddhist restaurants. He went to Chinese university. He lived with, as he calls them, local godparents, and he did apprentice in a fifth-generation tofu factory. You will hear all of this in this interview, but that's how his obsession started, and um, here we go. George, thanks for joining us. Welcome to our podcast, and we're really happy to have you here. Thanks so much for having me. Hi, George. Good to see you, Kate. You have um, written an entire book about tofu. I came across a long piece you wrote about it. And I should clarify that there are recipes, but it's not 
just a cookbook. It's really a nonfiction story with recipes. And um, I was fascinated by it. I thought it was really great. Can you tell us what led you to this? What possessed you? It was really a long process of getting interested in tofu and plant-based food. It all started when I went vegetarian in high school. I started caring about the climate and realized that by not eating meat, I could reduce my impact quite a lot. But at the time, there were very few plant-based options where I was growing up in St. Paul, Minnesota. And I would say that most options fell into kind of two or three categories. The first was these subtractive plant-based foods where you'd eat a meat dish without the meat. Right. You know, wasn't really satisfying to me or to most people. The second was substitutive options that replace the meat with a plant-based meat, a mock meat. And I think those options were a lot more interesting, but still felt like not exactly what I was looking for in terms of flavor and processing. And so I ended up gravitating towards this third type of plant-based options, which were just traditional foods that were always plant-based. Things like chana masala and peanut butter and jelly. And (laughs) through that, ended up getting into Chinese food Uh, Around that time, I was super fortunate to be able to do a language exchange to live with a homestay family in like the northeast of China. And it's just so happened that the cuisine of this city, which is called Tianjin, was maybe 50% plant-based. And it was just so much more than what what I was used to back at home. So that led me to get deeper into the cuisine side, studying Buddhist cooking over the next couple summers in China eventually deciding to transition into more of the non-culinary side, more of the tofu specifically, and worked under a fifth-generation tofu master for a summer. And since coming back to the States full-time, have been really excited about sharing these foods with more people so that you know there's more options for people who want to eat less meat and find it tough. And originally, the idea was maybe we can buy bringing more vegan Chinese food to the States, there'll be better options for people. But I started running into the challenge of everyone has different flavor preferences and comfort level when they're trying new foods. And so it seemed like it might be easier to instead focus on promoting one aspect of Chinese food. And tofu is so foundational to that. And so we thought, what if we can raise awareness for tofu in other cuisines? so that any cuisine can have their own sort of homegrown, traditional plant-based options. When you say fifth-generation tofu master, do you mean his parent, grandparent, great-grandparent, and great-great-great all made tofu professionally also? Yeah. That's incredible. That's incredible. Can you imagine? (laughs) I love that. So what was that like? Well, it was... First of all, just wild to be able to do this. I met his assistant at the produce market, at the farmer's market. And she told me, yeah, you know, Master Lo would love to teach you. Come on in the next day at like 1 (laughs) a.m. No way. Not for me. And, you know, I overslept my alarm. I woke up at like 6 the next day and was like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) I lost my chance. And he was so gracious that, you know, was totally fine. The next day I went in at, at 1 a.m. His little factory's at the top of this small mountain outside the city. Uh, it's this 
two-story, just kind of brick, crumbling-looking building. It's all dark except for as you're walking in, there's these wood fire hearths that are just burning away. And inside, they're boiling huge cauldrons of soy milk. You can't see anything in that boiler area because of all the steam. And he was, yeah, gracious to take me in as a student. And so I spent a few weeks just every morning getting up, going through the whole process. You know, he was focused on not necessarily the standard types of tofu that people are most familiar with in the States. He actually made a couple of types that were specific to his his old village. One that when you heat it up, it melts a little bit inside. Really delicious type called exploding juice tofu. Of course. <laughs> and another one was like a type of pressed tofu that also is great grilled. It had more tenderness than, you know, some of the more standard pressed tofus out there. Cool. Well, so you call tofu the world's most versatile and misunderstood plant-based protein and explain the vast array of misconceptions that Americans have about tofu, which, yeah, obviously, gosh, when you think about the tofu selection at like a Whole Foods or any grocery store, it's it's pretty lame. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, well, in the States, tofu is seen as this firm white, you know, or pasty white ingredient. But in China, it's not an ingredient, it's a whole category of ingredients with 27 different types. And to give you a sense of how different they are, some tofus, again, if you heat them up, they'll melt down. Other tofus taste funky like fermented aged cheeses. There are tofus that literally cook up like phyllo pastry dough and others that have a smokiness kind of like bacon. You know, there are other tofus that have a structure sort of like fish cakes and, you know, on and on and on. What happened is when tofu was first promoted in the States was the most popular Asian varieties were the first ones over. But unfortunately, the things that make these ingredients firm and soft tofu so great in a lot of Asian cooking styles, their sort of juicy curdiness, their mild flavor that can take on other, you know, other powerful flavors. Those are actually really hard for a lot of Western cooks to understand and and mess, mess around with. On the other hand, there's, again, 20 other types out there, and many of them are great fits for standard Western cooking styles. You know, within that, I guess to break it down a little bit more, a lot of people in the States, when they think of tofu, they struggle to flavor it adequately. And you'll see recipes on the internet where you'll take a firm tofu block and they'll say to press it to get out some of the moisture and then marinate it overnight in a you know, salty brine and then pan fry it or whatever, grill it. Well, if you cold marinate firm tofu, it doesn't pick up hardly any flavor whatsoever. Really, you have to cook it in a sauce. So you can boil the tofu in that marinade. You can just boil it in salty water like pasta and then cook it, however. But without that, it's just really tough to get that flavor in there. And texturally, again, what's so special about tofu is it has this curded structure. And if you squeeze the curds until they have nothing left, then you're sort of destroying that essence and getting something that's going to be a lot more rubbery. So I think that those are two particular challenges that people have. 
you know, obviously there's all sorts of health misconceptions about soy foods. There's environmental misconceptions about, you know, soy being inherently unsustainable. We can go into those more if you'd like. I think they're also pretty interesting. I think it's the cooking stuff that throws people for a loss because if it was about the principle of soy being unhealthy or unsustainable, then no one would be eating beef, and that's certainly not the case. So <laughs> I've seen tofu being made in the States and in Japan, but it was really quite conventional compared to the stuff you're talking about. Can you talk a little about the techniques people use to get these unknown-to-us effects, like sponginess or meltiness or ooziness or You've mentioned a few other things. I mean, we're familiar with silken tofu and, you know, soft and medium and firm, of course, and pressed and five-spice flavored, some other stuff. But some of the things you're talking about, spongy and oozy and curdy even, really, are not familiar to me, or which makes me think most people in the States. You can think of conventional tofu as a soy-based cheese. So if you add something salty or acidic to fresh, hot soy milk, the proteins will clump together or coagulate into these pillowy curds. And if you let those curds just naturally coalesce, you end up with silken tofu. If you press them, you can get soft or firm or what's called pressed tofu or even paper-thin sheets. And if you take those tofus and you change the pH, you dehydrate, or you ferment, then you can arrive at a number of other variations. So that's like your standard tofu or bean curd. There's also some tofus that are made from soy protein directly. And you know one of the fish cake-like tofus is made that way. And so it just has a different structure. When I cook tofu for friends who are less familiar with tofu, it's by far the most popular type. You know, it starts out sort of dense and compact like a, like a cold fish cake. But as you heat it, because the soy protein has such a dense structure, the water inside, as it turns to steam, it puffs the tofu up and it, it can't really escape. So the inside then becomes really tender and luscious, just like extremely delicious. I mean, that's one type. Uh, there's also some tofus that are made from soy milk other ways. I like tofu skin or, or yuba is harvested from the film that forms atop heated soy milk. And, you know, to get deeper into some of the other ones, there's the bean curd tofus. There's the non-curded soy milk or soy-based tofus. And then there's a third type of uh, non-soy tofu, almond-based or rice-based or chickpea-based. Yeah, you see a lot of chickpea now, commercially even. Yeah, it's becoming more popular. And while that stuff is called tofu, it actually is a completely different structure than soy-based tofu uh, in that it's not curded usually. It's usually starch-gelled. Ah. Stay tuned for more from George, Kate, and me. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, folks. A word from our friends at Made In. Did you know that most of the dishes in Tom Colicchio's craft restaurant are made in, made in pots and pans? The braised short ribs, made in, made in. The Rohan duck, made in, made in. The heritage pork chop, you got it, made in, made in. Which isn't surprising. Made in has been supplying top chefs and restaurants with high-end cookware for years. For the simple reason that made in makes exactly what demanding chefs are looking for. Their carbon steel cookware, for example, combines the best of cast iron and stainless steel, gets super hot, and is rugged enough for grills or an open flame. Best of all, Made In is sold online, so their professional-grade cookware is far more affordable than other iron brands. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes on menus all around the world have in common. They're Made In, Made In. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from the 18th until the 27th. Visit MadeInCookware.com. That's MadeInCookware.com. Thanks. We're all drinking more water these days, and we're all concerned that we're drinking safe, clean, unpolluted water. Yet, according to our friends at the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in the United States have harmful contaminants in their tap water. That's why it's worth checking out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. They remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and are specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, you know, those forever chemicals, in your water supply. PFAS, by the way, is found in almost 45% of U.S. tap water. AquaTrue has water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. Their proprietary purification technology is independently tested to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAS, nitrates, and many, many others. The filters are affordable and long-lasting, and they do not need changing every two or three months like so many others. They last from six months to up to two years. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water, less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you won't be buying bottled water, and it'll save the environment from tons of single-use plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and makes a great gift. Today, listeners to Food with Mark Bittman receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com. 
and enter code Bitman at checkout. For 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier, go to AquaTrue.com and use the promo code Bitman, B-I-T-T-M-A-N. Hi, folks. We have a new sponsor and an interesting one. We all take about 20,000 breaths a day, and Americans spend about 90% of our time indoors. That indoor air that we breathe can be up to 100 times more polluted than outdoor air, according to the EPA. And indoor air pollutants can cause respiratory symptoms like sneezing, congestion, scratchy throat, and even more serious health problems like lung and heart disease. So, what's the solution? Introducing Air Doctor, the air purifier that filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants so your lungs don't have to. This includes allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund. Head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code BITMAN, B-I-T-T-M-A-N, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to our listeners, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock in this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com. That's A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O dot com and use the promo code Bitman. Have you ever bought something, owned something that really inspired you to up your game? A tennis racket, a new pair of running shoes, a new piece of cooking equipment that made you just want to cook your brains out? I know that when I first started cooking on induction burners, I just couldn't stop. It was so much fun. When we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. Some of the features that are available on this car include dynamic sky panorama glass roof, front row massaging seats, you know you want that. Available 33-inch all-terrain tires, which you will want when you check out the multi-terrain select. These are really great features, the kind of features that will make you proud and happy to own a Lexus GX. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. You experimented with and learned about so many different kinds of tofu. Do you have a favorite? Oh, man. It's the exploding juices, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) You know, this exploding juice tofu, it's all you do is you saute in a little bit of oil for like 15, 20 seconds until it bubbles a little bit. And I take it out, you dip it in a seasoned chili powder you know, it's blended with some nuts or garlic or, you know, sesame seeds, has a nice amount of salt and MSG in there. So it's really savory and salty. And it's like the perfect quick barbecue or, you know, grill out food. But, you know, there's other tofus. There's one that's popular in the region around Shanghai that doesn't have a standard English name yet. We're calling it Shanghai tofu. In Chinese, it's called suji. And if you cook it in a sauce, it tenderizes and gets this eggy custardiness to it. 
So if you, you know, chop it up into little balls and add it to a soup, it's almost like a matzo ball texture, but it's just tofu and you don't need mm. to do anything to it. And it also happens to be twice as dense as firm tofu. So, you know, you eat a little bit of it and you already feel like you got your, your share. That's another good one. And there's a type of, of yuba or tofu skin that's ultra thin and it's so thin you can actually make pastries out of it like mm. baklava or special cannoli. And I would say those are some of my favorites. Are you making these now or are you commuting to China and buying them? Or is there a place we can find this stuff in the States or what? It's actually incredible. At most grocery stores in the States, you won't find anything like these tofus. But now because of online shopping, I mean, there's some online grocery stores that cater to basically any medium upsized city in the States. The best website for that is called Wee, W-E-E-E. Yeah, I've seen that site. And they have mostly Asian and Hispanic groceries. But, you know, they'll carry, I think, six or seven of these other types. And on our website, brokencuisine.com, we have a resources page with a list of great brands that you can search with their English and Chinese name, so that if you just take that Chinese name and plug it in to Wee, uh, they'll have a lot of options pop up. And also, you know, if you have a Chinese supermarket nearby, uh, chances are they'll also have quite a lot of these options. Do you think that if people knew what you know about tofu and did the research and the learning that you that you did to get to where you are today, that less people would be so obsessed with fake meat? It's a great question. Well, I would hope that, you know, maybe people would be less obsessed with fake meat, but I also would hope that people would be less obsessed with meat, period. And I think that if we're trying to get people to eat more sustainably and more healthy, it's sort of a yes and problem where we don't know the best way to do this. And, you know, fake meat are, are one approach that appeals to some people. But I think there could be a lot more energy in the traditional protein side. Why don't you talk about the book a little? So the purpose behind the book was, again, a lot of people want to eat less meat, but find the subtractive and the substitutive stuff not exciting enough. And the traditional foods around the world, there's so many of them, but they're often inaccessible. So the idea was, what if we could bring the foundations for what makes plant-based Chinese food so rich and abundant, and that's some of these tofu building blocks, into other cuisines so that Italian food could have, you know, great plant-based protein options beyond just beans and lentils, which are, which are great, but even more than that. It's funny. I just wrote about, I just wrote about that this week. So anyway, yeah. Oh, what did you write about with that? I was just in Italy and I wound up, I think the food has generally been, I mean, I'm a tourist obviously, but, and, and I go to tourist places for the most part, but, um, I think the food has generally been sort of flattened and least common denominator so that it's not as exciting as it used to be. But the vegetables are exciting. And it's mostly because they're good to start with and they're not fussed over. A lot of stuff is just boiled and dressed with olive oil or it's sautéed, but not, it's not like a big deal. But, you know, you just get nice vegetable dishes. That's a good point. And yeah, I mean, I guess the idea is just 
what if we can expand other cuisines even more than just the current options they have? And, you know, if, if there were 20 different plant proteins in, in Mexican food or in, in French food or in Ghanaian food, doesn't matter, you know, whatever cuisine, suddenly that seems like it could open up, make it just easier for people to eat more plants. And so the book focuses on introducing five Chinese tofus that are not eaten widely yet in the States into more Western, more European style cuisine. And, you know, we're focusing mainly on, you know, what are the strengths of these tofus? How do we build around them rather than how do we substitute one for one, the tofu for meat? But we also have a a bit of that too, just because it's accessible to people. It sounds like you're the process you went through of um, sort of saying, how do I make it so that I don't miss meat or how do I replace meat is kind of the ass backwards way that most of us have done or most people do. But really it's like, what's interesting besides meat? I mean, it is replacing meat, but not how do I make a meatless lasagna? How do I make a meatless burger? How do I make a meatless? How do I mimic meat in this? How do I mimic meat in that? Anyway. George, we have a question that we ask everyone, and I'm curious if your answer is going to be what I think it is, but what did you have for dinner last night? <laughs> <laughs> Better not be meat. Well, yesterday was less exciting. We got takeout, some patsyu with tofu and some pineapple fried rice. The night before was Tofu Tuesday, and so a friend and I barbecued three or four different types of tofu and uh, really simple, just sliced and skewered, uh, some spongy, some pressed, some lava tofu, cooked it, sprinkled on some seasoning salt, and that was it. Really simple. That really sounds great. It does. Kate, anything else? No, this was super fun. Yeah, it was really great, George. I'm glad we found you. Thanks for your great work. And likewise, thank you to all you've been doing for the last... How many decades? (laughs) (laughs) One or two, maybe. (laughs) Thank you, George. Thanks again, George. Take care. You as well. See you, Mark. See you, Kate. Bye, George. Thank you to George Stiffman for joining us today. You can tell how much we enjoyed that interview. I was just fascinated by this stuff. You can follow George on Instagram at George Stiffman. One word, S-T-I-F-F-M-A-N. And Broken Cuisine, the book is out now, and Broken Cuisine, the website, is worth checking out. We will share a recipe from George on BitmanProject.com. You'll find the link in this week's show notes. So check all of that out. Check out MarkBitman.com. Please subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the newsletter, and check us out next week when we will have somebody awesome. Meanwhile, take care. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.